following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Back when we used to do top fives, did we do cereal? I'm sure we did. I thought about that today when I was just looking in the cupboard because the girls have been on a Captain Crunch kick lately. And of course, if you're going to get Captain Crunch, you got to go Crunch Berries. I agree. Some people disagree, like the peanut butter. Oh, I'm, I, I go I'm, Crunch Berry. Yeah. yeah. You know there's an all Crunch Berry? Like there's actually no Captain Crunch, it's just... Different color crunch berries. Then it's not Captain Crunch. It's what it's labeled. It might be on the box, but it's not Captain Crunch. It's like saying there's Lucky Charms, but it's just just marshmallows. marshmallows. Well, that would be like something with marshmallows. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking at the, because I went grocery shopping for the Packer game, which was a brilliant idea in Wisconsin. And I was looking at the cereal sizes and like just the different... Denomination's the wrong word. But, like, there's different size volumes and what they're labeled as. Like, there's there's regular, which has no label, and then there's family size, and then there's giant size. And I was just like, this didn't exist when we were kids. There was usually just one size of cereal box, and then there was the big bag. Yeah, that just, like, the generic bag of Cr- flakes. <laughs> you know? Yes, that's what it was. And I thought about buying them because they had Crunchberry with the big bag, but I thought my wife would kill me. So I probably should have done it, but bought them the giant size box, but they're mowing through that. It's mm. at, a, at, a, at a pretty good clip and it's crunch berries is I forgot. I, you forget when your kids are interested in the cereal that you haven't had in forever. Are you, are do you still, you ever have a bowl of cereal anymore? Well, I mean, I almost never even buy it. So I just never have it in the house, but like they've, they've toyed around with golden graham, cinnamon toast, crunch, um, they have fruity pebbles up at their uh, up at their grandfather's house. Got to go cocoa um, pebbles though. Really over that? Oh yeah, you get, you get chocolate milk, bro. What the, what, like, what do you mean? Do you know <laughs> that they're selling bottled cereal milk? Oh, I'm not surprised. Cereal sugar milk is like the greatest right. thing ever. Yeah, I, I know. Like the people that eat their cereal and dump their milk out, like I want to neck punch them. So they sell bowls now with built-in straws. Okay. So you don't have to, like, lift the bowl. Just as soon as you're done, you just... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that lazy. I'm not that big of a slob. I can I can drink out of it's that. It's more for the girls so they don't dump I, it all over themselves. I suppose. But I really like that. But, like, I saw I was in... I think they might have it at Quick Trip. They had cinnamon toast crunch milk. Hmm. I don't know whether it'd be as good yeah, as I the real thing. No, it wouldn't be because it's it's made... And it's probably too cold because, like, by the time you're done with the cereal, the milk is warm a little warmish, bit. lukewarm. Room temperature, yeah. Which I think adds to the flavor. So I don't know if I'd have to just let that sit out then yeah, I don't know. for a while. That's, but That's weird. I, I don't know if I'm going to take a chance on that at some point. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Milk. That is how we're going to open up this uh, edition of The Intentional Foul. It's not a whole lot to talk about with, uh, as you mentioned before we started record- recording, our teams, uh, the Bears and the Packers. 
Uh, big news in college football. We'll uh, go with the NBA and some bucks. The Badgers are playing tonight as we record this. So is Marquette. They're coming off holiday tournaments. And um, not much whitewater or uh, high school stuff to report, but we'll see if we can squeeze anything in there uh, right at the end. But didn't watch any of the Jets game. Just had it on. I mean, I had it on. I just wasn't intently watching. Yeah. Um, you know, no Justin Fields, so I pretty much. No I mean, when when the when you're ten minutes before the game and you don't know who's starting a quarterback like the Bears did on Sunday because Simeon got hurt in pregame, so then it might be Peterman, <laughs> and then Simeon must have went in and got a shot, and then he ended up playing. And I mean, either one of those, it didn't matter which guy it was, it was going to be bad, and it was bad. I think they had one decent drive early in the game, and that was pretty much and it. that's when I texted you. I was like, hey, you might have something, this yeah, Trevor like, Simeon guy. Just wait. Just wait. They always turn back into a pumpkin. Um, You know, the weather was terrible. Yep. Um, the Jets are, you know, they're, they're playing for something. You know, they're playing to make the playoffs, even though they benched Zach Wilson and, and started Mike White. Mike White was good. On Sunday, Bears defense. We and we talked about it the week before. It's bad, and it's bad because they're they're starting like five rookies, and you know you just hope that the the experience that's gained this year can go forward. But you know, as you've seen with guys that early in their career, at like you know Savage or you know fill in the blank with whatever this year, Packer Quay Walker. You know he just got myrtleized by the it, Eagles. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter no. for next year. You hope it does. You hope that they they learn you and throw them and out game, there. They but, take their lumps. Yeah. That's 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 what happens. So uh, yeah, just not a lot to say. Unfortunately, it sounds like Mooney's probably done for the year. Um, you know, Fields. I, I guess it was not a full separation of the left non-throwing shoulder, but he called it a, a sprained AC joint. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the severity. I don't know if that's something that, uh, they're going to keep him out long term. I mean, obviously we have bear Packer game, uh, this week and then the following week is the bye. Right. Packers so, have you know, that too, do, so. do you, do you bring him back and, and we can get into that with Rogers. Yep. It's kind of the same scenario. Same thing. Do we bring, we're not making the playoffs. Do we bring this guy back for this bear Packer game? That's, I mean, I mean, I guess the fan bases still kind of care because it's Bear Packers, but they're not playing for anything. Do we do we risk this? The winner of this doesn't get anything but a lower draft position. That's about it. Yeah, you know there, there there's no there's no wild card shot. There's no division championship. There's no that there's nothing. No, it's just hey, we beat you guys. Okay, I mean, look, I, obviously, if he's I I hope he's healthy and can play because he needs the reps, and I think that. It would be it would be a big. It, they're not playing for anything, but I think it could be a big deal for the Bears if they could beat the Packers. Just you know, Bears are on a little bit of a losing streak here now. I mean, they're not when Fields is played. It's not like they've been awful, but they just haven't been able to win. And if they could get a win against the Packers, whether or not Rodgers plays in that scope, I think is irrelevant. Whether he beats Rodgers or beats Jordan Love, I don't care. But it would be nice to see the Bears kind of, you know, get a win over these guys who have kind of owned them the last four or five years. Well, I would say if I mean if you're if you're worried about risking his health, then 
obviously sit him, but I, I would think that Eberflus and Getze would just saw what Jalen Hurts did to the Green Bay defense, and they would be licking their chops if this guy's in any condition to right. run and because go. if you're going to play that way, he's going to get hit. Correct. So you got to be careful there. That's a, that's a very big risk reward if there's nothing really on the line. And if you're going to and if you're going to play him and adjust your game plan to protect him, you might as well not play him. Correct. Because we saw what that looked like the first 3 weeks of the season. No. Um and that's not that's not no, the this, best version of him. That would be the more effective way to play to give your team a chance to win, but you also put him in way more peril. And if the wins don't really matter at this point, at least to management, who's looking for improved draft position, I would imagine, in the back of their minds and not letting anybody else know that, then no, I would yeah. say don't bother. I, I mean, I think I will be pretty surprised, I think, if Fields plays. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like I said, if if he doesn't play this week, then he gets another week off, it'd be a three-week rest for him to try to heal up some of the bumps and bruises. And then, you know, you'd have what, four games left, I think, four or five games left to end the season. So that's what I think will happen, but you never know. Packers got throttled by Philadelphia. Surprises only one score game at the end. Um, well, they got that garbage touchdown yeah. at the end there. I, I went to bed at halftime. Uh, I had seen enough. Um, I didn't think it would improve, so I didn't see Rodgers go out. I read about it the next morning. Um 325 yards rushing allowed. That's, like, cataclysmically bad. I mean, another level bad. Like, you can get beaten up by a running back. Somebody can go off for 200, you know, back in the days of Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as a defense collectively to give up that, that's embarrassing. Yeah. It's flat-out embarrassing. Yep. And, and the fact that, I'm not hearing more noise about that from the coaches or the players. That's kind of disturbing to me. I think the fact that uh, your defensive coordinator was able to get in the building on Monday should be the most disturbing thing. Because if you're not getting fired the day after you gave up 325 yep. yards rushing, when are you getting fired? It's a good question. I don't I and and the fact that he was way more worried about Hertz passing even into the second, third and fourth quarters and still going with five defensive backs instead of bringing up another linebacker or putting somebody else on the line to to plug the guy. Yeah, did they not it's it was almost like I don't know. And and they were I I think I think Collinsworth might have even said it on air. It was like they didn't scout. Did they not watch the Washington right. game? Did they not watch last week's game? I think, what was it, against Houston? Um, you keep Hurts in the pocket. You double A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard's not on the field, and you say, okay, Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders, beat us. Where, where was that? Instead, he got to run around like like Mike Vick in 4 Madden. Yes, right. I mean, it was like... It was ridiculous. It reminded me of QB Eagles and Tech Mobile. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that's that's how bad that was. Um, Roger, <laughs> Rogers left with an injury in the third quarter, and Love comes in, 
immediately hits Christian Watson, and he burns everybody. I think it was 50, 60-plus, something like that. And everybody's like, oh, we're back in the game, and it was it was a great pass. I didn't see any more from Love, but from what I've read, coaches were happy, media was impressed, which is great. And now it sparked the conversation of if Rodgers is hurt and should or should not play, let's go with this guy. And so we get into the fields discussion, which I, you know, they originally called it an oblique injury. It's a rib injury. He had x-rays. He's fine. He's feeling better. And I just read today that he's planning to start. According to him. Yeah. On the, yeah what was on he on? McAfee on, on McAfee. Yep. Which it isn't up to him. Um, yeah, it is. Well, he is he the boss. The correct. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the coaches would probably, if he says, yeah, I'm going to go. Nobody is going to say, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, unless it's, like, hugely detrimental to um, no, they're him, not. himself they're long-term. Not. They're, long-term? What's his long-term? Uh, the end of the year, next you know? year. Well, let's just get let's get back to Love first. I think they should play Love because of the same thing. You can sit Rodgers for two weeks, and if, yeah. you, if you want him to start the last couple games of the year, you can, and you can let him heal up a little bit. Or you can... Tell him he's done for the year and to get ready for next year, and you're going to look at Jordan Love because you got to decide if you're going to pay him. As far as anybody being excited about what they saw on Sunday night, and I'm not even trying to be negative, who cares? Because as we, you and I have talked about this many times on this podcast. When a quarterback comes in in the middle of the game, I don't really give a shit if they throw three touchdowns and win or throw three picks and lose. Talk to me when they have a week to prepare for the guy. That's the only thing that matters. Coming in in the middle of the game, who cares? That game was over when he came in. He had the pass to Watson. He threw it five yards. The dude ran 60. If that gets you a a football boner for your quarterback, okay. See Graham Mertz. I mean, he threw a Graham Mertz pass, and Watson's really fast and ran. So let's not fall in love with love. But I'm not criticizing love either because what am I supposed to take from this? The game was over. The Eagles knew it. The Packers knew it. You were running the string out. And even if he came back and let him do a win, okay. Show me what happens when they have a week to prepare for him. Because that's what the real NFL is, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I, I think there's no way Love starts a game this year. Maybe the last game. Maybe. If the if they're five and eleven. Maybe he starts the last game. But I don't think there's any way he starts a game this year because I don't think they have the balls to sit Rodgers. I just don't. He would have to get hurt. He would have to get – I think his thumb would have to get to the point where, like, he can't throw or he can't grip the ball. Yeah, but we've seen it in the past that the attitude from him sometimes, when he doesn't have to do anything and he's not at at tip-top shape and there's no competitive advantage to – you know, go clinch anything or or win a division or whatever. He just is like, yeah, I don't really need to do this anymore. Yeah, but I, I guess you would have, and this is an impossible thing to know, you would have to know what he wants going forward. Are you okay? Let's say that the last four games of the season, the Packers start love, and let's say he plays pretty well. You go two and two, he has his moments, Looks like a guy who hasn't played a lot, but also his look it looks really good in spots. And you go into the offseason and the Packers are like, Well, he could we could 
we could move to him now. If you're okay with that as Rodgers, then yeah, you you may not care about sitting the last couple games. But if you're bound and determined to be the Packer quarterback next year, then you're not taking a step back for somebody else. Somebody, somebody is going to have to make you take the step back. You know what I'm saying? Well, he he addressed that after the game, and because people brought that up, he's like, if they asked, you know, if you guys are out of the playoffs and you got nothing to play for, really, I mean, and they decide that they want to take a look at Jordan Love, like, where are you at with that? And he goes. I understand being in a position like we took, like you just talked about, and it's management's duty because he understands the love. Whatever their conversations, he totally gets. Mm-hmm. He understands that. Now that could have, but just been for the media. But he doesn't owe the Packers a thing. He doesn't owe the Packers or Jordan love. No, in a sense where he would go, all right, guys, I get it. I'll take a step back. No, he ain't gonna do that. No player with worth their salt would ever do that. Because at the end of the day, why do I give a shit what the hell's going on here in five years? That's right. not my problem. But I just go back to his kind of attitude previously, like what I talked about. It's not that they would force that issue on him. It would be them. It would be him going to them and be like, "Yeah, I don't really need to be out there and get my ass kicked if we're not doing anything." He that he's just shown that per that side of his personality in the past. Where, but there was no threat in the past. No, but. What, where's the threat now? Well, but it's with what I said. He doesn't play the last four games. Love goes out, plays well, and the Packers think, okay, let's move on. Let's try to trade Rodgers this offseason. If Rodgers is okay with playing for somebody else, that's fine. But if he's bound and determined to be the Packer quarterback going forward, I don't know why in the world you would take a step back so they can evaluate your replacement. That doesn't I, make any sense. I think they're in a completely different position going into the last half or the quarter of the season, third of the season, wherever we are, um, than they have been in the past. And I, I think everybody realizes what cards are on the table. That I don't think that he's... I mean, he's in a position to do whatever he wants because he's under contract, whatever. They have owe him so much money regardless of if he plays or if he goes that I don't think it really matters one way or the other. If they force, if he forces their hand, that, or if they can do whatever they want, really, when it comes down to it. This could be another Favre situation. Sure, but I'm saying from his perspective, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do, I think a lot of people and a lot of Packer fans have the belief that the Packers can't trade him this summer because it's going to cost them too much money. I think that's nuts. I think they, if they figure out that if they think he's washed or they think love is ready, there's going to be – look at the quarterbacks that are getting trotted out here on Sundays. Yes. Are you telling me there's not a billionaire owner that wouldn't get excited to be able to throw Aaron Rodgers out in their uniform for the next two years? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what look at what Brady's done for Tampa. Now, I don't think Rodgers necessarily could go to a team that's ready built for a Super Bowl like Brady did, but Brady's made Tampa relevant. Tampa hasn't been relevant in 20 years before that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've I'm sure the people that own that team have made a shitload of money in the last 3 years with him being down there. So, contracts are are great for us to talk about, but a lot of these owners look at it and go, "Ah, we'll figure that out." That's not a big deal. I think it just boils down to is Aaron ready to allow the decision to be made by somebody else other than him. I, I don't know. 
maybe he is. I don't know. Because like I said, we certainly can't get inside that lunatic's head. <laughs> he's he's his own kind of breed of dude. But, you know, whatever whatever happens going forward yeah. is going to be very interesting and is going to have some repercussions. Because I think in real fairness, if you're running the team, you have to you have to see Jordan Love in real games. And does you know, it matter that there's nothing to play for? Yeah, because the other team might have something to play for. True. You know, let's see him play the Vikings at home in, in the last go, game of the year. Do they have to go play the Dolphins, I think? They got to go down to Miami. They play Detroit at home, Detroit's Minnesota at game. home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see him Detroit. Look, Detroit's like 4 and 7 right now. They're not dead. Well, not only that, but I don't think Campbell's just going to roll over no, for Green Bay. He absolutely he, not. he wants to go beat them even if they have a so, bad record. Let, I, I would, you know, if if I'm Gudekinst and and Mark Murphy, God forbid I would look like either one of those two. <laughs> I would want to see my potential future starting quarterback for the next 5 to 10 years against a couple of division rivals, especially against Minnesota, who in week 16, well, I guess it'd be 17 now, they could be playing for the one seed if something happens to Philly. Who knows? Maybe they're playing to hold on to the two seed if the Niners get hot. So just because you don't have anything to play for doesn't mean that it's still not worth something. Because, I mean, as I have been watching with Fields the last two years, it's like a lot of times it's less about what the score is. It's kind of like, how's he doing? Right. You know, those first couple of weeks when he was looking like a, a mess, it was like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. You know? And you were a huge fan of Philadelphia running all over Green Bay and then um, a couple of the Packers just staying down and then going off and then coming right back on. Well, I just thought the whole thing was funny. Um, the Philadelphia fans picked up on it immediately. They're booing Alexander as he's going off the field because they know he's faking. And then I don't know who the linebacker was. Is it somebody they just acquired? I, I don't. I don't even know who it was. I, he he tried to do it, and you know, some some people were kind of taking shots at the Packers online. So I just thought that was funny. I sent you the um, the screenshot the, the screenshot yeah. of it, and and um, I thought your response was funny. Um, not surprised by the response. I would have said that for any other team, though. It's not just because I was a Packer fan. Yeah, I mean, it was your base. Basically, it was everybody does it, which my I don't think I've seen anybody do it this year. At least not that it was pointed out in a game. Might not have been. Um, but I mean, that is a tactic. It is a strategy. Yeah, and, I, and, and it's a shit one. And, oh, terrible! Yeah, I I, yeah. I will not disagree with the notion that it is not a good thing and, to do. And look, I I think that if you're in the playoffs, I get it. But when you're week twelve, getting your ass when you're kicked. getting your ass kicked on Sunday night football, like probably not the time to do that. I don't know, just me. I would, <laughs> I, I would agree with you. Yeah, but no, no, it's certainly not a big deal. I just, I just got a kick out of it, and it was funny. All of course to read the comments of of Packer fans that were wow. coming to the defense of their there's, their guys. It's yeah. like, all right, that's cool, but there's a, when 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 you're watching the Bucks and Trey Young keeps falling down and Embiid keeps falling down. You, you can't cry about flopping here and not cry about flopping here. Everybody does it like you, like I pointed out in football. We can w- just watch the World Cup. I mean, I watched three minutes of that game. Did you did throw the, up? That match. No. Oh. Because it was actually the most exciting three minutes because they were hanging on for dear life. 
and to a one nothing score, but it's like anytime anybody bumps into anybody, they go down like they've just broken multiple limbs. Mm-hmm. You and I see, you know, flops when I watch and you watch NBA games and college games, whatever. So it's like, you know, they all, that always exists. Everybody does it. It doesn't make it the right thing to do. Did you ever get, could you ever get away with that at home? What's like, that? Like you, you, you tell, you tell my Goldberg, you know, well, you're going to have to give me a specific you know, example to get away you with know, something. Derek Wong did it and Pelsu did it Wong. and Worth did it. Everybody's doing wow. it. Wow. So well, it's not a big deal. Everybody's did, doing it. I did use it on my daughter when he's going, taking her to Girl Scouts on Monday. Cause you told her everybody was doing it. It's the cool thing to do. It was No, she asked about, oh, I was looking at my phone. She said, Dad. No texting and driving. That's against the law. I said, I'm breaking the law right now. She goes, what? I said, I'm speeding. She goes, why are you doing that? And I said, because everybody does it. Mm. And then she had to dive in and, like, I had to explain, like, general range about what people go over. But I said, that's just what people do. You should have just said, because daddy's a bad mother. Don't think I would have used that language on my, but not like she hasn't heard it before. But yes, um, yeah. Anyway, okay. I don't. Even, we don't have to talk about the Packers anymore. No, I'm uh, good. Thanksgiving results. Good games. The game. Uh, all good, good games. games. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo and Detroit. And Bills got to know Detroit the last couple of weeks pretty well. They got a win against the Lions. I was very entertained by that early game. Detroit's. Um... Feisty? Yeah. I don't know that tactically Dan Campbell's a good coach. <laughs> Maybe he's one of those guys that he, he needs to truly be the CEO and really embrace surrounding himself with some solid tacticians and play callers. But that team, since he's been the coach, they play their ass off for him. And, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that I don't generally – give a pat on the back for people that play hard. Not a good rah-rah But when, you, kind of thing, when yeah. you're on the Lions, which has been basically the worst organization in football our entire lives, and you can still get these guys to play hard when you're 2-12, and 12, you know, that's impressive. And I told you before the year that I thought they were going to be decent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think I ended up having them 8-9 and nine and and borderline playoff team. I think they're going to be in that range. Yeah. You know, I mean, they still get to play the Bears again. Should beat them. Still get to play the Packers Might game. Be Certainly them. could beat them. Yep. Now all of a sudden you're you're at six wins with three or four games left. So we'll see. Um, the other thing I took from this game, Jared Goff's not that bad. He's not very good. He's not that bad either. He won't kill you. No, if you're ranking the quarterbacks, he's got to be in like the 15 to 20-ish range. I don't know if he's top half, but he's not awful. Just over the halfway point or right at the midway point. You know, you're not building your team around him. No. But he could he could have a year and you could get, you know, you could make a playoff run with him. But I just, I mean... What he's doing with the guys, because there are a bunch of no-name dudes on that team. You know, St. Brown's not bad. Uh, their running back tandem's not bad. They get, you know, they gave Hawkinson away. Yes. Which, that, that's what I'm wondering. It's like you're actually trying to win a couple of games and be somewhere other than last in your division. Do you give away one of your best guys? I, 
Well, obviously they didn't value the position. Or that, they, that's what that right. tells you. You know. No. Um, Dallas and the Giants. I think the Giants are in trouble. Certainly feels like. I that. think they're in trouble. I think they were playing with some house money early on. They won a couple games that maybe they shouldn't have, including that Packer game in London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, Daniel Jones. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and I mean Barkley. Like you can only ask him to do so much. You know, he's a guy that's had some pretty serious injuries mm-hmm. the last couple of years, and if he's going to be up in that high three hundred touch range. That's a lot of banging on his body that, you know, by the end of this now the extra game season and then you're heading into the playoffs, that that's that's a tough ask. And then the night game on Thanksgiving, uh Minnesota made my relatives happy. Yeah, Cousins finally played a good the, night game. Is that is is that what the problem was? Yeah, he's he's terrible Bad in prime night. time. Yeah. All right, so before we go to the next group of games sure. on Sunday. I don't know if this is a hot take. I've heard a few people say it. As I get older, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of done with the turkey on Thanksgiving. Like, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like turkey, my we 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 did the traditional turkey in the in the hall. You know the way my mom's done it my whole life, and then my dad smoked some turkey breast out on the smoker I like that, and. The turkey is on the smokers is just better. Yeah. But like I'd be fine with a ham. Like I like Do you have ham at Christmas? Yeah. Some and, well ham or prime rib usually. And you have ham at Easter. Ham at Easter for sure. I think so, we, we usually have prime rib for, for Christmas. But I don't know. My point is is like I used to love turkey and now like if I go buy lunch meat oh, and, you're you, not and you got ham, turkey, chicken, I'm not buying turkey. No. You know? Which then my question would be if you're not eating turkey on Thanksgiving, when are you ever eating turkey? Do you well, ever get a turkey sandwich? Or do you ever get an open-faced or a like turkey, a turkey platter like a when turkey you go to dinner? Club, yeah. maybe, maybe. But, 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 but that's included with a bunch of other stuff. Exactly. But you're not eating it just specifically like, ooh, this is this is my turkey meat. Yeah. I don't know. I just, and it's, I used to love it. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm just kind of like, eh. Is it because it gets overshadowed by everything else you're more excited to eat and the turkey is just the least glamorous thing there? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that we have anything on Thanksgiving that's like, but like I want, super out of the norm. No, but like I want mashed potatoes more. I want stuffing more. I like the cornbread more. I'll take the green beans yeah, I'm more. I'm not a like, stuffing guy. I want more of that sure. than the actual turkey. So yeah. it's like yeah. the turkey's there and it's fine and it's part of the Thanksgiving, but it. It's not essential, yeah. I guess. But I mean, the turkey sandwiches the next day are always good. Um, have you had the deep fried? Yeah, turkey. Yeah, and pretty good. Pretty good. I'd like to have that. Yeah. See if I can get my the smoked turkey oh. though. I think is is the best. It, yeah. Uh, because it, it, you know, if you do it right, it'll it'll still stay really juicy. But sometimes when you have turkey, it's just dry. Yeah. You well, know, it's true. it's not it's not um, Christmas vacation dry, <laughs> but. You know, some, it doesn't take much to dry those birds no, out. You're right. You got to be very careful yep. with that. And okay, so if you're having your pick now, are you one of these people who just wants to order pizza on Thanksgiving? Oh no, 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 no. So like so I said, you want like, the whole meal? Like you just said, want a ham or we something? Do else. a ham? We could do. I mean, I you know, chicken. Oh really? Um, okay. You know, if you still want to do a bird, pheasant. If you still want to do a bird, but I don't know something about turkey. My dad said that that's why my grandpa and my grandma 
and him now as he gets older, he's like, that's why you got to eat the dark meat because dark meat's juicier than the white meat. But I've never been a dark meat guy when it comes to um, really, mo- really most anything. Like, I don't like goose. I'm not crazy about duck. I duck once. Duck can get very dry yeah. as well. Goose is just really gamey, but I don't know. Just you know, kind of a hot take, but well, I, I have heard some people. I like that bringing veer. this up. Oh, that was good. I like but, that. Okay, we'll see. I, I I don't think anybody in my life is going to change it for me. So <laughs> until you're put in charge of it, and I'm not cooking no damn bird. <laughs> okay, I like that. That was good. Back to it. Um, didn't watch any of the Browns and Bucks. I watched the end and. Man, Tampa's poorly coached. Uh, I don't get that. It's it's not good. Like they had a bun they had like three or four opportunities to win the game. Um they they end up going into overtime. Well, Njoku makes a ridiculous catch with like five seconds left to tie it. And then they go into overtime and Tampa punts twice in overtime. And it's like if you punt twice, you're gonna lose. And um they end up losing and if they win it in regulation like they should have, Tristan Wirfs doesn't have the high yeah, ankle sprain. Yep. Now he's out three to four weeks, and that's already been a patchwork situation all year for Brady. And But I don't know. That team, I said last week that I thought that might be the team to make the run just because of the way everything kind of folded out for them. They looked really old in the in the part of the game that I watched. So you're thinking maybe instead of a run they're going to fold? I just think week to week, I don't think you can predict who they are. But who else is in the division that's going to well, do anything? They might win the division just because it's basically them in Atlanta. But, I, yeah, week to week, I, I just, you know, Brady looked bad. He was overthrowing guys, and I don't know. They just, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit like what the Warriors are going through in the NBA where it's like, if you're Brady, it's like, all I care about is making the playoffs. Just being on two legs, and then just get upright there. position, and get me to the playoffs, and then let's see what happens. Maybe that's, that's what a, they're thinking. I don't a bad know. tactic. That's not bad. Um, this was a good game. I watched a lot of this Cincinnati game. and Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bengals must have played well, or did Tennessee play bad? Or no, it was a good game. Okay. Uh, you know, rematch from last year's divisional round. Um, you know, Burrow. No Joe Mixon. No Jamar Chase goes into Tennessee. Who, although we don't necessarily think the Titans are a really good team. They're hard to play and they're at home. So I I like that win for Cincinnati. They're kind of getting in the right position here at the right time, kind of like they did last year. Uh, Miami doubles up Houston. Yeah, I didn't see any of this, but um, not surprised by that score. Washington over Atlanta by six. Washington's another. They're kind of like Detroit, man. They're they're how frisky. Many, they got a tough coach. The NFC has that is like right in that little category. Like they could do enough just to be dangerous, but they're not really good. But they're not terrible either. Basically, everybody that's not <laughs> named Philly or well, that's not named Philly because even Minnesota and Dallas, Dallas with I've their played. records, like I've seen them play some stinkers. Had yes. So all right, uh, Carolina beat Denver. Denver has. Bottomed out. Can you go any lower? I don't know, man. I, I mean, you got defensive guys coming off the field screaming at Russell Wilson as he's walking on. I mean, what what did they say? I think he's got seven 
touchdown passes. Really? On the year? Seven or eight, something like How that? Many picks? I don't know, but to, in 2022, to Russell, be a starting yeah. quarterback in week 12, like if you don't have a if you don't have a touchdown per game played, you suck. <laughs> you, I, come on, it's 2022. Nobody, they're, they're not turning around and running the ball 45 times no. a game. That's ridiculous. So how many, like, is this going to be an unbelievable house cleaning at the end? Like the, the Hackett thing burned you because Rodgers didn't he's go. He's fired. And then do you You're have stuck to... with Ross. He makes, like, the Rodgers thing, what I talked about with him getting traded, there's no owner getting excited about putting Russell Wilson in their uniform. He's, he's not good enough. He's paid too much to be a backup at this point, right? Yeah. Like, you can't play somebody else that you maybe draft or whatever and you're excited about because your quarter your your backup is making however many 30 million or whatever he's being paid a season I, you, you can't do that no no i mean I, you know i'm sure russell wilson fans or Bron- or diehard bronco fans would tell you it's not all his fault mate you know they i don't know enough about their line and i know they've had injuries at receiver and stuff like that you know maybe maybe if you're denver you're looking the next year or two to just you know, try to plug all the holes and hope that by doing so it elevates your quarterback a little bit. But this is not the guy they traded for and gave a quarter of of a billion dollars to. Jacksonville pulls one out against Baltimore by a point. Yeah, that was a shocker. A lot of good talk about Trevor Lawrence uh, after this game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's got 16 touchdowns and only like six picks. So he's having a decent year. Jacksonville just, they're not very good. Not good. And uh, but that's a that's a bad loss for Baltimore. I mean, I was watching the end. Justin Tucker attempted a sixty-eight yarder, <laughs> I think, to w- to win the game, and he came up short. Of course, I mean, Jesus, that's that, field. That's ridiculous. Yeah, expecting him to make that. Um, Chargers by one over the Cardinals. Somebody said this game was like watching the Chargers play the Chargers, or the Cardinals play the Cardinals. Like it was just a matter of who was going to fuck this game up last. <laughs> And it ended up being the Cardinals, and and the Chargers go for two and win it at the end. Well, you and I have had two bad picks for the playoffs. You were riding Denver, and I was riding your Oh, I got more than one. Who else do you have? Packers and Rams. Well, Packers, yeah, the old Rams. Those are disasters. Vegas finally won a game. I was a little shocked that they beat the Seahawks, who I thought maybe were getting ready to pull something and, and keep rising but i saw the score on that i didn't watch really any football because i was i was doing other stuff on sunday but that was that was a little shocking did you watch any of that i, I watched a decent amount because i had some fantasy implications i i think seattle's defense is a little banged up right now um you know they still scored 30 plus points mm-hmm. so they're they're getting it done that way but yeah their defense their pass rush not a lot of pressure on Derek carr in that game he was pretty comfortable and uh you know Vegas ain't they're not completely dead. They're 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 knocking on the door, but But they can just return and get just as easily get blown out next week. Yeah, and when you see who they play, it's yeah. it's very possible. Uh, so yeah. uh Kansas City by sixteen over the Rams as LA continues to sink. I feel like they could have won this by forty. Really? Yeah. Rams had guys running around out there I had never heard of. I had never heard of their quarterback. What was his name? Bryce Perkins, something like that. Yeah, never heard of him. I think he well, went to Virginia. No idea. Black, young black kid. No I, idea. Never heard of him. They had a couple guys playing receiver I'd never heard of. 
Um, yeah, they, that, are they because they're hurt or they're yeah, like they're, wanting they're, to play? No, guys? they're all hurt. Robinson's out for the year. Cups on IR. Right. Stafford's yeah. been out. I don't like uh, who the hell was it running? Cam Akers Cam just was, like I, went I, off the reservation. So yeah, they're a mess. 49ers shut out the Saints. That's a nice afternoon game for 13 and not, yeah. nobody to watch. Jesus. And I mean, like, what's going on with Jameis? Is he hurt? It's a good question. Because, like, how many more weeks are you going to trot Andy Dalton out there? I mean, unless you don't unless you're trying to get a pick. But like you can you can be competitive in that division, right? Yeah. They play Tampa this week. If they win, they're like a game back. So yeah, that's that that situation's weird. Uh, and then last night, I didn't watch any of the Steelers and the Colts. That's a bad Monday night game. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it. It sounds like Saturday messed some so, clock so he, management he up. Something at the end, and he, and he came out and he admitted that. I guess both today. teams stink. I didn't care. <laughs> I just I I had watched enough football the last couple of days. I needed the day off. Playoff standings so far. All right. Well, AFC, where uh, the majority of the good teams in the NFL reside. Yes. Kansas City nine and two, Miami eight and three, Tennessee seven and four, Baltimore seven and four. Those are your division leaders. Buffalo eight and three is your top wild card. Cincinnati at seven and four, tied with Baltimore, but Baltimore beat them earlier in the year. Um, and then the Jets at seven and four as well. So you right now you still have three AFC East teams in the playoffs. New England at six and five, Chargers six and five, and then after that everybody's like down to the four win range. So really, you got nine teams kind of fighting to make the playoffs. Um it looks, you know, the South's only going to get one. It's going to be Tennessee. They're like three games up on the Colts. Um so I, you know, Cincinnati, like I said, they're they're in a pretty good spot. Buffalo, I still think, is in a good spot because they get Miami up there in the butt ass fucking cold of December, which is going to be big time advantage. Bills, yeah, that that would have favored Miami if that was reversed because you would have been playing warm weather games both both times. Hard, hard to hard to see Kansas City not being the one at this point. Um, so that's the AFC, NFC. Uh, Philly ten and one, Minnesota nine and two, San Francisco seven and four, Tampa five and six <laughs> are your division leaders in the NFC. Oh Dallas eight and three, the Giants seven and four, Washington seven and five now would be your seven seed. I have a feeling they're going to pass the Giants. I just, I just, I just do. Um, Seattle still hanging around at six and five. They could easily sneak in there. And uh, Atlanta, I just list them at five and seven because um, technically they're still in the division. Right? division I mean, race, Carolina's four and eight. They're um, they're technically still in. And when you factor in, they should have won week one against Cleveland. They screwed that game up. They should have won week two. They screwed that game up. They should have won against Atlanta when DJ Moore took his helmet off. They had the game one. They blew that one. They could be about seven and five right now and and winning that division. But wow, yeah. Somebody going to make the playoffs under 500? Probably whoever wins the NFC South. So nobody's going to be a game over. I mean, I I haven't looked at Tampa's schedule. No. But I mean, you know, they're going to be 9 and 8, 8 and 9. That's probably going to win the win the division. And Atlanta's got to crawl up a ways. Yeah. 
New Orleans is if they win their game, yeah, well, yeah, it's a mess. It's a it's a pile of crap. This is actually the first Thursday night outside of uh, Thanksgiving where I I might actually watch a little football on Thursday night. Yeah, this is a decent one. Uh, Buffalo and New England at Foxborough. Mm-hmm. And I think they played. I think this is the first of two they still got to play. Okay. Um, huge game for the Patriots. I mean, you know, if you can win this one, you put yourself you put yourself back in the mix to potentially win the division, depending on what happens with the Dolphins. If you lose, now you're you're in some trouble in trying to make the playoffs, I think, because I think the Chargers, even though they have the same record as New England, I think they're getting healthy. So Falcons host the, the uh, Steelers, and Atlanta with the win, they're still right in the division. You would think yep. at home they get closer to Tampa, I would think. Yeah, but I just don't know. I don't know about this Pittsburgh team. It, it seems like they still got a decent defense, but their offense has been pretty up and down. So who knows? Packers and Bears at Soldier Field, a noontime start, just the way you like it. Yep. Um, that that's gonna go either way for yeah, me. Yeah, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Pair of four and seven teams as the Jaguars go to Detroit. Yeah, I mean Detroit. If if they have any hopes, you got to win this game at home. To, to stay alive in the mix. You lose this game. I mean, the loser of this game is done. Jacksonville's still, you know, technically still alive. They'd have to kind of go on a run here. But, you know, Detroit, you win this game, you're 5-7. and seven. If Seattle were to lose, you'd kind of be hanging around. Jets and Vikings. This is going to be a slaughter. You, you think Minnesota's Oh, they're going to kill them. <laughs> Mike White on the road? No, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. Even though I don't think Minnesota's that good, I just think this is like a similar to what the Jets did to the Bears, thirty to ten, thirty-five to fourteen, kind of a game. Jets defense can't even keep them a little more honest than that. Okay, I don't think so. All right, uh, Giants and Commanders. Here you go. Yeah, big game, huge game. That's a big game for both. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee and Philly. Another big that's game. Another big. That's a yeah. There's some good games cross this week. conference game that yep. doesn't really have any implications. But I mean, that would be a well. A, and and Tennessee is exactly the kind of team that can beat Philadelphia because they have Derrick Henry and they can run the ball and they can control the clock because Philly's offense is legit. Yeah, but if you keep them off the field, for sure, they don't have to do anything. That's kind of what Washington did on that Monday night. They were able to to keep them off the field. Ravens host the Broncos. I, I, I just Next. don't see Denver winning a road game. Here's a bad one. Cleveland and Houston. Ooh. Yeah, I think Watson is eligible to play now. So whether he's ready to play. Practice for two weeks. Yeah, whether he's ready to play and they start him, I don't know. But I believe he's eligible to play. Rams hosting the Seahawks. In his old stomping grounds as well in Houston. So Right. I don't know if that's the ideal place to bring him back. Might want to bring him back at home. Yeah, do a yeah. do a later. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Uh, Seahawks and Rams. Anything? I don't know if the Rams win another game. Have you looked at their schedule? Or no, it doesn't they're just, even matter. They're awful. All right. Uh, there's another decent one. 49ers hosting the Finns. Mm-hmm. Long way for Miami to travel. And what did I see? The game time temperature in San Francisco. They're predicting to be right around like 50 which is a little odd. Well, this will be uh, an interesting game to watch to watch Miami. I'm more interested in how Miami For does sure. in this game than the Niners because 
of what you said. It's going to be cold. It's probably going to be windier than shit because it always is out there. How does Tua react to that and play in that? Because obviously as we get farther into the season here, as we talked about, you're going to have to go north. Right. You're going to have to play New England. You're going to have to play Buffalo. If you have to do a, you know, if you play a road game in the playoffs, you might have to go to Kansas City. You might have to go to Baltimore or Cincinnati. Who knows? So, yeah, this is kind of a let's see how he does in the elements game for Tua. Bigger game for either of these teams, Chiefs or Bengals? Definitely Bengals. That's what I think. Um, you know, you got to try to keep pace with with Baltimore who's got a who's got a little bit of a cupcake with the Broncos this week. And uh but, you know, Casey, uh, this is a nice little revenge game from the AFC title game for them. You know, that one kind of got away from them. I think that if you gave everybody in that locker room some true serum, they believe they should have hoisted the Lombardi Trophy again yeah. last year. They probably were the best team. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm pulling for the Bengals, but I have I wouldn't be surprised if the the Chiefs put it on them a little bit here. But supposed to get Jamar Chase back, which is huge. Not sure about Joe Mixon. We'll see. Bengal or I just did that. Raiders hosting the Chargers. Yeah, I mean. Another team, the Raiders, if you want to stay alive, it's a must-win. And L.A. can't afford a loss. I don't think so. Um, unless, you, unless you're looking at the Jets and what a mess they are. Right. But you still got, you know, the Patriots are right there, too. Yeah, this is, this is a big game for both. And then we got a couple of bad ones yeah. for the prime times. Dallas hosting Indy. And then Monday night, Tampa Bay hosting New Orleans. And it's a significant game, but it's a bad game. Right. That, right, just because it's, there's a lot to play for doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah. All right, that is your week 13 encapsulated. That is about 50 minutes worth of NFL stuff. And we'll move to college football as I got home just in time to watch the Badgers suck against Minnesota. And a chance to tie it. I've never seen this before. First and goal from the five, four straight penalties. It was unbelievable. I just, by the third one, I just started laughing. Like, maniacally laughing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What are What is happening? What are you doing? I don't know. It, it's, I shouldn't say I've never seen it. It's been a really long time since I can remember seeing guys on the field actively screaming at a teammate because he is just not got his head in the game. And I don't know who that kid at left tackle was for the Badgers. Like, he was so far ahead of the snap on those false starts. He's, like, backpedaling before anybody's, like, hardly even set. It was It was just watching it, it was like, what are you doing? If memory serves, he was an injury replacement. Okay, but that's no excuse. But to see uh, to see his teammates yelling at him, like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Oof, that was yeah, that was a very very bad look for the Badgers at the end of what has been a pretty ugly season. Well, a lot of people said that that last series and and losing the game lost lost. Leonard. I don't think so. Well. I don't think so. Okay. I think the last three weeks 
are what cost Leonard. For sure. I mean, even like I said on Monday, even even though you pulled one out of your ass against Nebraska. It was awful. Doesn't matter. It was so bad. You know, the game against Iowa was the Nebraska game. And then, you know, if if he beats Minnesota, does he get the job? I, I still don't think so. But I think That'd that what, I think what happened was kind of like, okay, we yeah, we can't we can't risk more of the same here. And the more that I thought about it, and obviously we're talking about them going out and hiring Luke Luke Fickle. Um, I called Wargle on Sunday after it was announced. I gave it a couple hours because I knew he'd be busy calling people and checking with people. After the Christ firing, they vetted a couple of guys, and Fickle was one of them. And they vetted Leipold, and Leipold got a contract extension. Yeah, um, at Kansas, yeah. Yeah. Fickle didn't, I guess, didn't want the job um, at the time that they inquired. And I don't know, Ben told me, and I forgot because I was busy soaking up a lot of stuff. I don't know what changed from the time after Chris was let go to the time that they checked in again and they said, you know, now are you interested? I, I don't know what steered him. We're going to talk to him on Friday. I'll make sure that I that I ask him about that. But um, Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the most interesting part about the whole hire for me right now is like because on its face, I think every Badger fan should be excited that they hired Luke Fickle. Um, he's got a pedigree. He's got the Ohio State background, longtime assistant there. Um, you know, went through the same thing essentially that Leonard's gone through when he became the interim, and then they brought in Day and kicked him to the curb, and he ended up at Cincinnati where he did some good stuff. Brought in Urban Meyer at the time, I thought it was. Well, what? Yeah, yeah whatever. But, but either way, the yeah. process was the same. Um, but it it, it is a little head scratching because it's like. How rooted are you going to be here? That's my question for him. Because in the last couple of years, he turned down the USC job, and there was one other high-profile one that he turned down. The down south somewhere. Um, but they were all better than the Badger job. No one would argue it. So, it, I don't know. It, it's Did he, you know, did, did you look at the Big Ten and go... <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're in the Big Ten West. I forgot. We can go to the conference championship every year if we have a pulse. Um, but that doesn't matter anymore because the divisions are well, going to dissolve. Well, we'll see. Well, well, you said they get to pick. The, the top, Big Ten can pick. The top two teams will go. Irregardless of, even if there is divisions, if if Michigan should just play at Ohio State, they're going to play again next year. If, if this situation happens next year, they're going to be playing this well, week. Yeah, we'll see. We talked. We, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Is that something that they would do? So it's like you can dominate the Big Ten West, and if you're not as good as Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State, you're still not going anywhere. Well, but yeah, but a lot of times you don't know. I mean, if they're if they're ten and one, and their only loss is a three point loss at home to Michigan, right? And then Ohio State makes it from the East. Well, then their Badgers are going to get in. Should. So you got to you, you're on the cupcake side. If there was ever one in the Big sure. Ten, you're on the right side. Yes. So, but I, yeah, I'm a little, I'm I'm curious as to, are is this your is this the job you look at? Like, I don't know how old he is. Fifty. This is my retirement job now. I'm going to be here until they either fire me or retire me. Or 
if something else comes along, if you know, if Lincoln Riley in two years gets offered Alabama, the the Arizona, no, the Arizona Cardinal job. Oh well, yeah, yeah, or the Houston Texans job or the Titans job, and now USC comes calling again. Are you going to leave? You know, I don't know. That's and that's where like if you hire Leonard, Leonard ain't leaving. But he kind of got more of the same, and I think this program really, really needed a reset. That's where and that's where I landed. That was the that was the word that I that that I used was a reset. And I think that you get away. And I was really impressed and surprised that McIntosh went this way because that's not a Barry move. Mm-hmm. Barry would have gone with this, and the fact that when they asked Alvarez, he didn't disparage Leonard because he's never going to talk bad about one of his guys, but he called the hire a home run. Mm-hmm. I was a little shocked to to hear that that particular phrase or something as positive as that. Um, and I give credit to McIntosh for going outside of what they've normally done outside of the Gary Anderson thing, which we know ended in, in disaster, but I think... This isn't going to be like that um, in any case. But to me, all I know is he's he wants Leonard to stay, which is fine. I don't know whether he's going to. Um, to me, that's a 50-50 thing at this yeah, point. If he really yeah. loves the program and he loves the Badgers, he loves the kids, and he loves Madison, then okay, fine, stay. That's great. You'll still be loved where you are. You're still good at what you do as a defensive coordinator. You've got the pedigree. That's great. You need to f- overhaul the offensive staff. Completely, you need to get rid of every one of these guys. He will. You need to go get some some new guys at virtually every skill position. Quarterback, running back is not deep. I don't know what's happening with Braylon Allen. Your offensive line is terrible. It's not a Badger offensive line that you've seen in the past. There's nobody that you're throwing the ball to. You don't have a playmaking tight end. The offense is is a complete mess. And now you've just brought in a defensive guy. So you need to go get a bunch of really good, creative, talented offensive coaches mm-hmm. for every single position group. And I don't care because you know who the running backs coach is right now? No. Former lineman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Johnson. Didn't make any sense. This, the more you looked at it to me, it felt like a boys, a good old boys. Yeah, club. it was a buddy system. Yes. Yep. And I have a really big problem with that because that gets in the way of progress sometimes when you're just getting your friends and former teammates just to be a part of the program. Well, didn't Chris deal with that a couple of years ago where they wanted to fire one of his they wanted him to fire one of his assistants he, who was like his boy and yeah. he was like, "No." So, I, I think maybe we've fallen into and McIntosh to his credit, maybe he saw that. It's like, "Yeah, we're we're not doing this anymore." Just because you're a part of the program or have been, and you're a Badger, and you you've been a you know an All Conference guy or whatever, that 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 doesn't give you a seat at the table. No. So I give him credit. Um, I know a lot of a couple of recruits have already bounced. They do the their highest offensive line recruit flipped within an hour. Said, "Yeah, I'm not coming to Madison. I'm going to go to Notre Dame." So you're going to have that. You're you're going to have collateral damage. I get it. You're probably going to get some guys on the team right now who are going to bolt after the season. You got guys that committed to Cincinnati that are going to come. That are so. I mean, there will be a balancing yeah. act yep. for that. You'll take an, an initial recruiting class hit, but you'll go find some other guys. So I'm not. I'm not really. I'm more optimistically curious about the move rather than excited or bummed about Leonard. 
yeah, if he if he doesn't stay, that's too bad. I I don't think he got a raw deal. He had a chance to prove himself, and listen, he didn't. And he didn't do enough. Listen, Bart Starr and Forrest Gregg are two of the greatest Packers ever. They were horseshit coaches, miserable coaches. Larry Kristoviak was a longtime Buck. He was a terrible Bucks coach. This stuff happens, Leonard. You know, I was talking to my dad about it, and he brought up. A good point. He's like, you know, people forget those coaching jobs anymore. You're you're the CEO of the team. Jim Leonard's from a town of like twenty people. Like, yeah, he played in the NFL. I get it. He played in New York. It's not like he's a he's a country bumpkin. I'm not saying that, but college football coaches, the successful ones, there's this there's a a brashness. And a used car salesman-y kind of shtick that a lot of them have. And the Paul Chris, Jim Leonard, aw shucks. I just don't think that, I don't, I don't think that excites kids. I think all the kids that are in Madison that have played for those men, love them. Because when you get to know people, that's, that happens. But when a guy's walk, when Paul Chris walks into your living room, and then the next guy that walks in is, uh, what's his, what's the dude that coaches Clemson? Dabo. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Who are you playing for? I mean, it's not even close. Forget forget the pedigree of the school. That's, I'm just saying the man. Right. Paul Christ walks in and talks football, and then Dabo comes in and talks. Come on. It's not even a comparison. Brian Kelly walks in. I think those guys, Chris and Leonard, would be phenomenal position coaches. Yeah, and I think Leonard has shown he's pretty good at that. And great coordinators, working closer with the kids rather than, like you, CEO is a great analogy. You're encompassing everything, and you have your hands all over everything, just, you know, making sure everything's in its right places. Probably too big of a job for Leonard, I would say. I think that's what made Barry Alvarez a very good coach. I remember hearing Deion Sanders talk about Bobby Bowden and how all he did all day at practice was riding around in a golf cart. cart. And he led his position coaches and his coordinators coach. And then on game day, he oversaw the whole game plan and everything that was going on. And I think Alvarez was maybe not to quite that extent, but he was in that mold where he let Cosgrove and and, uh, Brian White and these guys, he let them do their job. You know, he hired them, he trusted them, he knew they were good at what they did. He fought, he had the final say, you know. If the game plan was we're gonna throw the ball fifty times, he go no 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 no. <laughs> you see these big beef eaters we got? We're not throwing the ball. So you know, I'll be interested to see. Yep. The transfer portal. Yeah, Fickle said yesterday he's not a big fan of it, but I'm like, I don't think any coach should be. You have to utilize yeah. it though when it's well, necessary. I think you're gonna see two names in there: Mertz, Mertz, and Allen. Um, I do not think Graham Mertz will be a Badger next year. I think Braylon Allen could be, but I think he'll put his name in the transfer portal because it allows guys to see what's out there, allows them to explore a little bit. Um, Which I don't understand. Why are you leaving? More NIL well, I money? I don't know why you went there to begin with. And, and what I mean by that is, did you go to play for Paul Christ? Or did you go to Wisconsin because you grew up in Wisconsin and Wanted you love to be the Badgers? A Badger. So I don't know what your motivation for going there was. Maybe Notre Dame and Michigan were recruiting the shit out of you, and you 
only went there because it was your hometown school, and maybe now that you've got two years of your home, you're going, well, I, okay, I did that. I want to go do something else. It's If Mertz leaves, he will be like the fourth, at least fourth and maybe fifth straight Badger quarterback to have not seen senior day. It'd be him. Who was before Hornybrook be and Cone? Mertz and... Uh, God damn it! I had it the I, I had it this morning. I can't remember who it was. Um, the guy that Hornybrook forced out, whoever it was. Okay, but it was four in a row. That's not a great thing to have, Hell especially no. at that position. No. Um, so I don't know. I it's going to be really interesting going forward how this plays out. You know, I I know the Badgers. Madison has this. Nose in the air aura about them when it comes to other teams in the Big Ten that they feel are beneath them morally, academically. I mean, I can, I, I couldn't, if I had a dime for every time I heard Badger fans rip how easy it is to get into Ohio State or make a snide comment about. Uh, all the dentists that go to Marquette, or whatever it might be. But you know what? If you want to compete with the big boys in football, you're going to have to use the NIL money for recruiting. And I know your your moral compass up in in Madison doesn't want you to do that. Oh, McIntosh said he's all for it, and they need and to get deeper into it. You may need to adjust your academic restrictions a little bit. That's and, why they're going to use the NIL, because they can't compete with the academic world, because he can go to that Board of Regents or the admissions people and say, stop, 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 lower, 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 and they can look at him and go, uh-uh, it's not about football. Well, well, but do you want that new building, bitch? Your athletic department's independent. That has nothing to do with your academic institution. Like they're not taking any money from them. I don't know if they're giving any any to back to the college, but it's like that has been. I mean, it's why Anderson left. It's why Chris can't couldn't recruit some guys that all of a sudden. Oh yeah, he wants to go to Wisconsin. Then the year starts, and like, well, where's that guy? Couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. It's like th- this is ne- that is never going to change, and I, I'll be interested to see. If I could, well, that'd be one of the questions I, I would ask McIntosh and Fickle at the same time. What was your conversation like when it comes to recruiting and admissions? Are you Did you know that you're going to face a hurdle there that a lot of these other Big Ten teams you don't have? Other than maybe Northwestern? Right. Something like that. You know, because maybe that could be a little rude awakening. I don't know. And I don't know what it's like at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no well, idea. Well, <laughs> I remember Bob Huggins' basketball oh, team. Oh, that's true. If you had a pulse, you could get in there. That is true. Some of those guys were, like, <laughs> fresh out of jail. <laughs> All right. You got anything else in the Badgers? No. All right. No, I think that about covers it. Go ahead and jump to the NBA as the Bucks play tomorrow night. They're, they're at the Garden, right? Yeah, yeah. 14-5, um, and five, still second in the East, two games behind Boston. Uh, but had a good week. Beat Portland at home, 119-111. Beat the Cavs, 117-102. So they've now beat Cleveland twice at home. And then uh, Sunday night, beat Dallas, 124-115, which Dallas is usually a team that gives the Bucks problems. So it was nice to see them win that one. Unfortunately, they lost Wednesday to the Bulls. You know, they lose 118-113. 
probably a game they should have won. But you said the Bulls are not good, right? Well, they're not. They're not having a good season. Okay. They've, they've still got the same guys they had last year because they just beat the Bucks and they just went to Salt Lake City yeah. and beat the Jazz. Um, but you know the Bucks. Giannis didn't play great. He got okay. in some foul trouble, and then in the fourth quarter, the Bulls just got hot. They made a bunch of threes. The Bucks made some mistakes on some defensive rotations that left some shooters open. And hey, man, it's the NBA. You leave guys open, they're going to make shots, and and that's what happened. But that's one of those ones where you're just like, God damn, you, you should have won that one at home. This week, Knicks, like you said, tomorrow out there, home for the Lakers Friday, and then they go out to Charlotte Saturday and uh, Orlando on Monday. It's a quick flurry of games and a lot of travel. Well, and, you know, looking at the schedule, they should win all four. They should win all four, and, you know, they're – Slowly but surely getting healthier. Pat Connaughton's back now, playing some limited minutes this week, but nice to have him back. Um, still not sure about Middleton. I still think you're probably looking closer to Christmas for him. And then, um, you know, the, the mid-January, I think late January timetable of Ingles, Joe Ingles, I haven't really heard that change. Um. The Grayson Allen situation's kind of become a little more interesting to me here in the last week or 10 days. As I, I said last week, you know, it's kind of well known he's being shopped um, for, uh, for a potential trade. He's had a really good season so far. And the other night against Dallas, 7 for 7 from 3 in the first half. Um, he's really shooting the ball well. His team defense, individually, he's not a great defender, but he's a good team defender. Um, you kind of, right now, hate to see him go. That's what I was going to wonder, if he's playing. But, but he's only, but he's your only chip. See, that's the thing. He's really your only trade chip. And you need more help elsewhere? Probably. You know, when, when, when Middleton comes back, um, you know, obviously he's going to slide into the starting spot. Grayson Allen would probably slide out. Can can Connaughton give you what Allen's given you, and then can you maybe slide Wara up a seat? I think that would be the ideal situation, you know. And then if you trade for a Jay Crowderish type of player, he he's probably not going to play the two for you, but he can certainly play the three and the four. Um, so you know, I know Badger slash Buck fans hate Grayson Allen. I get it. I mean, I think you should get over it, but I do get it. Um, but he's he's been a really valuable guy to this team the last two years. He didn't play particularly well in the Boston series, um, but you know, sometimes guys, young guys, they got to go through that. You know, he'd never been in that situation with those stakes at that. You know, every you know the competitive level goes up every round, and he had never been there before. I mean, it's one thing to play in the NCAA tournament; that's one game. This is a series, and you got to play him seven times. So, you know, maybe he learned something from that. But just something to keep your eye on as a Buck fan is as his play ebbs and flows is gonna is kind of gonna dictate whether or not he stays or goes. Well, that was a nice little oh, Doctor yeah. Seuss nursery <laughs> rhyme there. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for All the right. Bucks. Um, just around the league, Boston, as I said, best record in the East and the NBA at seventeen and four. Pretty much been healthy the whole year, which has contributed to their record. I mean, Robert Williams, one of their bigs, is out. Uh, but, you know, in the, in the regular season, he's not 
that important game to game as he is in the in the postseason. But you look at the Bucks and the Celtics, and and to me, at least through, well, we're basically twenty five percent of the way through the season. We're at the, about the twenty game mark. After the Bucks and Celtics, there's a pretty clear drop in the East. Um, you know, Brooklyn and Philly are dangerous because of the caliber of their top-end talent. But I'm not sure in a seven-game series they could beat either the Bucks or the Celtics. Cleveland, I like what they're doing. But like I said, the Bucks have already handled them twice. Um, you know, Indiana, I don't, I, I'm not buying it. Atlanta, yeah, they got talent. But, I, you know, I think they're definitely a cut below. Miami hasn't been that impressive this year. So I think we're barreling towards... Bucks Celtics to go to the finals okay. if everything holds pat and you know everybody gets their guys back. Does home court make a difference in that series? I personally think yes. Okay. I think that I don't think the Bucks lost game 7 to Boston because it was in Boston, but I think that Grant Williams was able to make 9 threes because they were in Boston and because the crowd was behind him to keep shooting. I think if he's I think if they're in Milwaukee, he shot 18 threes that day. I don't think there's any way he shoots 18 threes on the road, especially if he's missed 7 of his first 9. I think fans are just all over him, right? You know, so I it, I think that matters. Yeah. Can Giannis go into Boston in a game 7 and drop 45 and win? Absolutely. Could Tatum do the same in Milwaukee? Sure. We saw it last year in game 6 when he kicked their ass. So it can happen, but I think I, I don't know. I'm I'm old school that way. If if I can play at home and sleep in my own bed, I'm all for that. So okay. Uh, what else? You, and then in the West, um, you know, Phoenix at fourteen and six. They they've got the best record. Um, you know, most of the core back from the final team of two years ago, and they had the best record in the league last year. They just kind of choked in the conference uh, semifinals to Dallas in Game 7. But, again, same thing over there. Spots 3 through 12. Well, I'm sorry. Spots 3 through 12 in the East are separated by three and a half games. In the West, it's like four. So, even the Lakers, as bad as they've been, they're only two games out of the uh, play-in spot. So, you know, like I said, we're we're a quarter way through the season. A lot of games left to be played. Somebody major is going to get hurt. Somebody... If not major, somebody that's going to matter is going to get traded. So, but you know, all things considered, you know, with the in and out of the people that the Bucks have had, their offense has not been very good. They've really struggled shooting collectively as a team. Giannis's percentage, I looked today, uh, his field goal, his free throw, and his three point percentage, lowest in five years. Really, and he's still averaging over thirty a game, and the Bucks still have the second best record in the East. So. This team's got a lot of potential to get better. And, you know, when they get Chris back, and have healthier. that's yep. going to be big. Because I think, I think part of the thing with Giannis is it's just been harder for him, you know, without his boy out there to take a little bit of pressure off of him and Holiday. Because Holiday hasn't shot well either. No, I've, I've seen the box scores on a lot of his stuff. And they're and, still finding ways to win. And he, even though he's got double digits, you look at his field goal percentage, it is not good. A lot of 5 for 16-ish games. Yeah. So... They they need they need Middleton back. 
All right, again, Bucks and Knicks at the Garden on Wednesday. Uh, and then the Bulls play at Phoenix tomorrow night okay. as well. College hoops, Badgers get done with their uh, tournament down at the Battle for Atlantis. They squeaked one out against Dayton. Um, and then they beat USC, and then they lost to – or no, they lost to Kansas in overtime by a point. On a crazy buzzer beater shot. Because nobody – was it Asijian or Klesman yeah. that didn't box out? Asijian. I can't remember which. Freshman. <sighs> and then Kansas got a put back at the buzzer, and they won. And then they beat uh, USC in the third place game. So I was going to text you during this game. I can't remember Kansas or USC. The USC game. Yeah. I can't remember what day. I think this was on Friday because I had the day off, so I was watching the game. I think you did text me. Maybe I did. And Kobe Johnson, yes, Jalen Johnson's yes, younger did. brother, who uh, played at Sun Prairie and then ended up going over to Nicolet. That's right, because I was visiting my father-in-law, and yeah. I, I, I wasn't watching the game. He, yes. he goes to USC and plays, and it was hilarious, because every time he did anything positive, he looked at the Badger bench. He looked at the Badger bench. He'd make a three, he'd look at the bench. He'd get an assist, he'd look at the bench. And I was just laughing my ass off like, these dudes just they, they just don't get it. These, Talking about the, the Badgers? These, no, these Johnson kids. These Johnson oh, gets. of course not. They just don't get it. They always think it's about them. Yeah. Yeah. They always think it's about them. Got another one up playing for Sun Prairie West right now. It's like, do you think that anybody on that Badger Benz gives a shit that you went to high school in Wisconsin? If they wanted you, they'd have recruited you. They didn't want you. Did not and, want And obviously that bugs you because that's why you're doing what you're doing. So I thought it was kind of funny. I just got a kick. I, no, get a, is... I get a kick out of that little kind of stuff within the games. I always notice it. No, it was cool for you to point out because I, I – did you think that – we didn't really see him play that much. No. So, well, he was he grew a lot. He was yeah. a, he was under six foot when we saw him, mm-hmm. um, and now I think he's six six. So he's a completely different guy than we saw. Yeah, I mean, I know he's playing in the past. The attitude well, hasn't but, changed though. Well, that's not shocked. I mean, who look who you're emulating, right? All the time while you're growing up. Yeah. What's he doing now? By the way. Jalen? Yeah. He's on the Hawks playing, Is he playing playing about 10, 12 minutes a game, getting a little bit of run. Okay. Yep. Um, so then the Badgers, they're in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They have a decent one. Are they five and one right now? Um, they haven't gotten into the Big Ten yet, but this is a pretty this is a pretty big week. They got I don't know how good Wake Forest is. That was the team when you and I, I were growing I, up. I don't think they're very good anymore. Okay. They were good when we were kids yeah. and they had Duncan and Chris Paul, but yeah, they've 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 been on the bottom of the ACC for a while. And then they got Marquette uh, over at the five serve on Saturday. Yeah, I saw a lot of Badger fans complaining online uh, that the that they weren't ranked this week. Got a couple of um, votes. Got six votes. Yeah, yeah. Number one, it's fucking November. Who cares? Like, do, do you need to see number 24 next to Wisconsin to make you feel better? You guys have all told me how wonderful the program is. You shouldn't be too concerned that you're 24th in the country. Anyway, I think this is kind of par for the course for the Badgers. They always start out the season pretty well. I think last year they went down to a tournament and won it, and everybody was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they won this tournament. Well, they almost won another one here. It's kind of what they do. So I don't know why everybody's all gaga and surprised. I mean... You beat a crappy South Dakota team. You beat a horrific Green Bay team. You beat a Stanford team at Miller Park, who I don't think either one of us thought was particularly good. But 
Maybe I'll you give them the benefit of the doubt because you're playing in a baseball I was stadium. Say, maybe you play them in a gym and it's different. You played a disgusting game against Dayton. Yeah, you played well against Kansas. I'll give you that. And you played well against USC, who, I don't know, mid-tier Pac-10 team. So this is kind of who the Badgers always are. They're always about 5-1, and 6-1, and one, going into the Marquette game, 7-0. and oh. This is just kind of who I expect them to be. So when I downplay it, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on them. I, I, this is who they are. And you don't really know who they are really until you hit Big Ten play. Right, right. And, I, and, and, and you play a couple of weeks. I don't think people appreciate how difficult a team like the Badgers is to play in a one-off. I just I don't think people understand that. Like Kansas plays their first game against whoever the hell they played, and they win. And then they're sitting there and they're watching. Okay, we have to now prepare for Wisconsin or Dayton. I think it was Tennessee, but anyway. And then Wisconsin wins, and all those guys are watching tape of the Badgers, going, "Please, <laughs> Tyler Wall, Connor Esagian." Who? Who? I'm telling you. And then the Badgers come out, and they play that slow, deliberate style. They screen the shit out of you. They make you guard them for 25 of the 30 seconds on the shot clock. And this stuff happens. When they get into the conference, that's when they get beat by Northwestern and Rutgers because they're familiar. There's the familiarity. The coaches know everything. The players have played against each other for three and four years. So I give them all the credit in the world for um what they did in this tournament. They played really well. But That's I'm not gonna do. do I'm not gonna do backflips over it because this is kind of what they do. And there's already early bracketology. Which is crazy. I mean there's bracketology in the freaking summer. Like, come on, Lenardi. He ain't got nothing well, else to no, do, you nerd. How many classes does he teach out there? Does he teach anything? I think he does. He teaches? Yeah, he's a professor. Where? Uh, I thought he was. I know he's a professor. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Like, this is his side hustle thing. Okay. That's that's not his real job, at least to my knowledge, last I checked. But Kind of like the business. radio station's your side hustle and this is your real job? Right. Because <laughs> we make so much money. We're going to start making tons of money on this. Marquette plays tonight. Yep. Uh, they went down to, uh, they, they only had a, what, a four-team tournament? Yeah, where, where, where yep. they played. Yep. Um, I didn't see the Badger Dayton game, so I can't make the claim it's the worst game I've seen this year. But the Marquette Mississippi State game I did watch, and that is the worst game I've seen this year. Really, Marquette had ten points with four minutes left in the first half. They end up losing fifty-eight to fifty-five. It was just, it was just a bad basketball game. I Marquette is. Not as bad as they looked that night. I don't know about Mississippi State. Maybe they stink. But, oh, my goodness. Because uh, that was last Tuesday. Because mm-hmm. we I watched it after the pod, and I remember texting you like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I don't even know how much more of this I can watch. This is my team. <laughs> so they lose that game. Then they go on, and they pound Georgia Tech, which was a little surprising that they won by 25. And then they won at home uh, the other day against uh, Charlotte by 14 so yeah they got Baylor tonight number six Baylor tonight who mm, I would expect this to be a tough one for for the Golden Eagles Baylor's usually big long 
They play zone. They force you to make jump shots over the top. Uh, This one, I'm just hoping Marquette can keep this one respectable tonight. And then Saturday against Bucky, who knows? Those games are... You know they're they're kind of like a bear packer game, and that you can throw the records out the window a lot of times with these teams. And uh, I expect it to be a very good game. Um, I think these teams are pretty even. You know, usually in years past, going into this game, the Badgers have a clear advantage because of their size. But Marquette's actually got some size to combat that. So you know, um, foul trouble could be key in this game because I don't think either team is particularly deep. Um, and point guard play. I, I'm The Tyler Kolick-Chucky Hepburn matchup, I think, whoever plays better out of those two guys, I think, will win the game. Um, Kolick, is, Kolick is a blast to watch. Um, left-handed white kid who just drops dimes and makes these crazy passes all over the place. And... Um, is kind of a reluctant scorer, but but can put the ball in the basket. And, you know, we've seen Chucky Hepburn last year as a freshman have some big game shooting. Hasn't quite yet. I think he had a good game against USC the other day, but um, he hasn't really kind of gone off yet. Mm-hmm. And I think people are kind of waiting because I think going into this year, most Badger fans were looking at him as kind of the, the guy. Right. You know, Tyler Wall has emerged as the senior leader early on, but... I think if the Badgers want to make some noise in the Big Ten, it's going to have to be Hepburn. I think people are more surprised how well Cjian's playing as a freshman. He's a shooter, and yeah, yeah and he's, he's a shooter, and he's cocky. Yep, and sure of himself. He's going to have a couple games this year where he hits five and six threes, and he's going to have a couple where he does three stupid things, and he doesn't box out on a game-ending rebound, wow. and he turns the ball over, and he's zero for four from three, and he don't play. That's just what happens with these with young shooters. He'll mm. figure it out. He'll be a he'll be a nice college player. And I, I told like I told my dad we were watching the other day, and and I told him what what Barrett said. He goes, "That kid's going to be the most hated kid in the country by the end of the season." <laughs> and I uh, told my dad that, and I said, and "He's going to be there for four years, so he's going. He's the next Brad Davidson. <laughs> he he is because he's not going oh, anywhere. Oh man, that'll be just great. Oh man." Fantastic. So bracketology's uh-huh. at this time got Marquette as like the first four out, um, but whatever. Who cares? I don't even care until conference starts about any of this. Really, anyway, no. I just threw it in there for something to chat about. One of the cool things, though, that I love the most about college basketball, and why I think it's better than college football, is the Houston Cougars are the number one team in America for the first time since. Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler and Phi Slamma Jamma See, in 1983. Now you can speak my language for that kind of stuff because that's I actually remember yeah. that. So Houston teams like Houston and Gonzaga can be number one in the country in college basketball, and I love that. I mm-hmm. think that's cool. Houston plays in a small conference. I think they're in Conference USA, maybe. Okay, and uh, you know Gonzaga out in the Big West. Um, they can get to number one and have a legitimate chance of winning a national championship. It, it just always pisses me off that <laughs> that can't happen in college football. Okay, you know, I mean, even a TCU, it's like, well, they play in a big conference. You know, they've been really good. They played in a Rose Bowl with Andy Dalton when we were oh what God. ten years ago. Yes. So this is pretty cool. Good for Houston. You know, they they got a hell of a coach in Calvin Sampson. He's been around. Mm-hmm. He's cheated at a lot of yes, places. He, has. he was a Bucks assistant for a while under Scotty Skiles, 
So um, I got a little affinity for him, but he's a damn good basketball coach. And uh, Houston's, uh, I don't think they could beat the Houston Rockets, but it's nice <laughs> to see him number one. Good, good for them. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so that uh, that's a little college uh, basketball stuff. Uh, we're just kind of getting started. We've only what done what? Two games? Two games, yep. I think for high school, so we're just the getting The schedule's in it. been a little wonky here it early has. on. And and our, our inability to do online stuff, which honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, doesn't hurt my feelings that much because we were going to try to scale back from our monster number of games we did last year. So the fact that we don't have to go through all the you know rigmarole just to do an online broadcast, I don't really care about. Um, but it's going to pick up here. We're doing... I'm doing three games this week. You're you're taking the middle game off. Yep. And Christmas thank, party to go to. Yep. Thankfully, a couple of months ago when I was looking at the schedule and putting things together and I saw the Parker Craig game, the boys game, is the same day as that Marquette Badger game, and it would be right in the middle of it. And I texted our, our bud Chris Nicholson down there, the Big 8 commissioner, down at the uh, Educational Services Center, and I... I said, hey, we want, we need to do this game, and we're a Badger affiliate. We can't skip the Marquette game. It's one of the big, most listened-to games of the season, and we're not going to do Parker Craig online, which at the time I didn't know well, that would be uh, not an option. But I said, you can't have a 2.30 tip time in the afternoon for Craig Parker boys. Yeah, that's asinine. I mean, forget the, Mar- forget the Marquette Badger part. What the fuck are you doing? You're scheduling an inner-city rivalry game? In the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday, what do you want? Eight people in the gym? <laughs> I don't. I just like that stuff drives me bananas. That started um, probably man, how many years ago? Maybe seven or eight that they started doing Saturday afternoon games in both boys and girls basketball. Fine, and, and now it's not Parker Craig game. So I said, hey, can you talk to the coaches, talk to the athletic directors? Some are in the same position. Yeah. Yep. I said, this needs to be covered in, in some capacity, and we're the only outlet that's going to do it. Yeah, because um, there, no there ain't no paper. No. Especially on a Saturday. You're not mm-hmm. reading about it Sunday morning when nope. you're getting up. So I said, would you guys be at, at all opposed to, to moving this? I really would love you to. It was moved within... 48 hours. Is that who schedules that? Is that the home team? Is that the Big 8? I think it's the home team. Okay. I think I think they can decide on the time. Gotcha. You know, the Big 8 comes out with the schedule mm-hmm. and then you can, you know, and then you can talk to the coaches and flip-flop and then you, you know, tell you Chris when you need officials and stuff like that and then and then he follows through. And part of it is because of the official shortage is that now you can get guy a crew to do an afternoon game then go somewhere else and do a night game. When everything and we ran into that in football, we're running into that in hockey. It's like when everything is on the same night, there's not enough guys to go around. There's just not, and that, like it or not, it's just a reality. So they found a comfortable thing, and then they like to have their Saturday nights free. Yeah, well, way to go, guys. I guess the other ten months of the year isn't enough for you. So I'm I'm glad we're doing that, but then then the schedule starts to pick up, and then we are in the Christmas break and New Year break. So yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get a little ebb and flow. the The main Whitewater thing, I'm still not over the loss to Aurora. They went out and they beat Alma College, and they beat their ass in in oh, Aurora did in, in in the second round. They they went over there and they crushed them. 
St. John's loss to Wartburg. I don't know where they're from. Iowa. They're from Iowa. Yep. Waverly. That's right. Waverly, Iowa. I think that's I don't, Yeah, we had a tournament there once when I was in at Whitewater, so but Saint, I know it's Iowa. St. John's lost, and now it's Aurora and Wartburg in the quarterfinals. And I don't know where it's going to be because now the, you got to reshuffle strike that schedule. I would not be surprised if Aurora gets all the way to the semis. Huh. And good for them because I can't imagine they were ranked or seeded very high, even though they don't hand out seeds. They weren't expected to win first round, let alone second round. Right. So I was I was really impressed with that. But the big news uh, this week, well, at at the beginning of last week, was um, Coach Bullis retired, and that came out of nowhere. But somebody had told me earlier in the year that they that they sold their house. His wife is already living out in California. Her, their daughter goes and plays volleyball for Cal Poly, and she's actually pretty good. Um, and so he, they just want to do the family thing, and that's where they're going. Um, so it's kind of up in the air right now. Their, their D coordinator, Jace Rindle, an All-American for them. He's the interim guy. Don't know if he's going to get the job. Um, How old of a guy is he? Um, I think Younger he's, than us? Yes. Or? Okay. Yeah, I think, I think he was right. He was in college. Just after we graduated. Okay. Okay. Um, so he was in the in the early mid mid well, mid two thousand late late two thousands yes. probably then. Yeah. yeah. So he's the interim guy. People seem to like him as a D coordinator. He did a hell of a job with their defense this year. The guy that I'm hearing that they really loved that just left last year is Brent Allen, an offensive guy who just went to Platteville. Okay. And 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 got same, the, he had the same got the offensive coordinator okay. job. Okay. So there's an offensive and a defensive guy, and I, you know. I'm talking to Callahan on Thursday. We're going to kind of wrap up the season, look forward to next year, and and talk about that. But I, I'll be curious to see what he has to say because he said that they're going to run uh, a search after the new year. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it kind of sucks. We were just getting to know Coach Bullis, and now we got a new guy just in our second year. But, that I mean, that's the way it goes, obviously. Um, but apparently he told, um, he told Callahan in the middle of the year, like, this is it. He didn't just wait till they lost in the first round and then decided, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. But he had made that decision earlier. Um, so I'll be curious to know. I mean, there's a lot of track record of success with Whitewater head coaches. And I don't know. Well, they've, they've only had three in right. like the last 40 years. Right. Because Brez was there forever. And then and then Leipold yep. took over, and then it's been Bullis. So it's like you got a, you got a pretty good lineage of a couple of dudes who won – a lot of games, a lot of conference championships, and some national titles. So, uh, you know, whether it's Rindle, whether it's Allen, whether it's somebody else, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of curious. It's a little bit of turbulence. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, just like with the Badger thing. Um, but that's that's going to hit, hit home, and it's going to be one of those things where it's, you know, we're going to kind of need to start over from our perspective, getting to know, and who knows whether the staff's going to be different. And with this COVID thing, Guys got an extra year, but they're classified as juniors, but they're out of college playing um, eligibility. Uh, yeah, so it's like even though they're only listed as junior, they can't come back. Hmm. You know, they, they they can be there academically, but they can't play. So it's like even your seniors are gone, juniors some of them will be gone. So I don't know until that kind of gets sorted out when we get away from that, then you can tell who's going to be back and who's not. Sure. So. Hmm. That's 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 the Whitewater update, and that is over an hour and a half. Well, yeah, and um, you know we uh, 
we were going to talk about the World Cup, but then we remembered that we don't give a shit and it's not a real sport. So, congratulations for beating Iran, who's not good at anything other than torturing people. So, way to go. Way to go, guys. Glad you flew halfway around the world for that. You scored, you score one one time in what a week. Way to go. That's a good place to. <laughs> How many people do you think I just pissed off? Uh, half. Do we have a lot of soccer fans. I know. Listeners? I know. Brother Love. Yes. I know. Mister Stricker. Yes. Sorry, guys. No, you're not. I'm not. It's just. It's just. It's just how I feel. Thank you for listening. Yeah, for the last time, I'm sure. And, uh, <laughs> subscribe, and if you want, tell your friends or not. Listen to these two asses. Or send me an email and tell me to fuck off. It wouldn't be the first time. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We'll talk to you down the line. We're out of music. Maybe. Bye. Later.